Anything you're about to hear on this episode should not be considered as trading advice. These are our opinions and the opinions of our contributors only. As always, do your own research, chart your own technicals, place your stops, and always trade responsibly. Welcome to another edition of Crypto Conversations with myself, Simon Dell, and my co-host, Harvey Jones. How are you, Harvey? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very good indeed. So let's just get all the basics out of the way. It is currently Monday, the 5th of March, 2018, East, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, 7.17pm. Um, everything you hear today will be done in US dollars, not Australian dollars. And if you want to know who the hell me and Harvey are, then go and listen to one of the earlier episodes because we're not going to explain it again today. So what have you been up to, Harvey? Oh, not too much. Just had work this week. We closed a property syndicate, so. Cool. That's good. That sounds exciting. I have no idea what it is that you do properly normally and every other day, but that sounds exciting. Yeah, it was a little bit, but now I don't really have that much to do. So hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to in the building soon. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, let's get straight into it. Otherwise, we're going to bore the hell out of people listening to us. Um, what are we talking about today? Uh, today, we're going to have a look at Power Ledger, which is okay. And as I confessed. Okay, and as I confessed to Harvey about two minutes before we started this, I have done zero research, which is pretty much my standard for these kind of things. So Harvey's going to have to talk us through it. But um, I did kind of have a look around, and it looks it looks kind of quite exciting. I think the first thing to mention, Harvey, is uh, it's a bunch of Australians, isn't it? It is. Um, one of the advisor guys is from the US, but um, yeah, it's predominantly a group of Australian um innovators i suppose you'd call them so yeah it's a and nice, li- they're, nice local they're all in what all in western australia yeah actually it's maybe it's not that local it's a five-hour flight but same <laughs> continent i guess yes when well, new zealand's closer to us but yes <laughs> that's that's very true so do you want to uh do you want to give us the uh give us the basics about uh power ledger and uh and again i think obviously for at the start of this we should uh also highlight that harvey does own some power ledger don't you i do indeed okay and we're gonna have to start we're gonna have to start doing coins you don't own harvey soon or, or, or how many have we done that you actually own um well, we've done one that I didn't own. Right. Okay. Well, it sounds like we're just we're just pushing all your coins here just to boost your portfolio. So it's more just <laughs> kind of uh, educating other people. Okay. Of so, course, and it's easy yeah. when I've already done the research. So. <laughs> all right well next week we are definitely no longer doing coins that you hold. Um, but anyway, back to back to Power Ledger. What? Um, uh, give us the basics of Power Ledger. Explain how it works. Okay, so basically, Power Ledger is a peer-to-peer energy trading platform um, for renewable energy. So they're pretty much the first people to be doing it. There's a couple of other crypto-based kind of guys that have popped up, basically after this, that are trying to do a similar thing. 
Um, but yeah, I guess in that sense, they have the first mover advantage. Um, the way it actually works is basically you have your power tokens, which is the one that we're talking about today. Um, and what you basically, they're basically an access token. So you buy those tokens in order to get you onto the Power Ledger platform. Um, you then convert those tokens to something else called Sparks, um, which is what you actually use to buy the energy from the other person. Um, so essentially you convert it to Sparks, you, you buy what you want to buy. Um, if you're selling it, you get paid in Sparks. You can then convert Sparks back to whatever your local currency is. Um, but essentially one of the good things about it is that you, you have to have power ledger tokens to able to get onto the platform. There's no other way you can get onto it. Um, so it's quite an right. integral part of, of the way it works. So, okay. I just want to get this. I want to get this straight in my head. If somebody out there is listening and is currently selling power back to the grid, as you would do through, if you're in Australia, origin energy or ergon or any of those people, you can, how would you go about taking advantage of this platform? Um, so basically, you, you'd have to buy some, some Power Ledger um, to basically get yourself on the platform. Um, but basically, the main difference is, is that it's much more cost effective. So at the moment in Australia, um, I'm probably going to use Australian cents just to confuse everyone um, because it's easier than that. And that's okay. What I read it in, and if I convert it, I'll probably get it wrong. Um, but basically, at the moment, um, it costs about twenty cents for a, I believe it's a kilowatt hour of power in terms of what it costs the consumer right. at the moment. Um, yeah. If you've got excess power, which a lot of people do, especially with solar in Australia because it's so bloody sunny all the time, um, this probably wouldn't work if it was the UK, unless you could somehow harness cloud and rain power. <laughs> Um, but basically at the moment you get about seven cents selling it back to the grid. The power company then sells it onto somebody else for 20 cents. Um, what power led the way power ledger have done it because there's no middleman, you essentially are selling it straight to the other person. So your neighbor or somebody else down the road, um, you basically get, they pay 15 cents for it. Oh no, sorry. They still pay 20, yeah. but you get, you get 15 cents instead of seven cents. Um, the other five cents, right. a little clip of it goes to the guys at power ledger. The rest of it goes to the relevant energy company whose infrastructure they're using to actually move that power from one place to the other. Um, right. but essentially that's how it works in a nutshell. Um, so basically you can get on the platform and sell your excess power and you get a lot more for it than you would get if you were doing it, selling it back to the grid. Right. So again, I just want to clarify this. How do I? Where would I go to, like, to to start to start this process? Where? Well, I mean, what would I? You know, what website do I go to to sign up, or do uh, I have to go and buy some first through a broker, or what's the? I mean, you'd go to Power Ledger's website um, as a starting point. Okay, um, but basically, they're still building it at the moment. Um, so until they actually release the the network, like the test network. So what they're actually doing at the moment one of the parts of their roadmap to get mass adoption is they're actually quarter one of 2018. They're actually going to distribute power tokens out to various energy companies as an incentive to get them right. to start using the platform. Cause if they've already got the tokens, they can start using, they'll be on the platform and they can start selling their energy through it. Um, so that's the idea at the moment. Yeah. Um, they're aiming on making it into a public blockchain, which I guess will enable me and you to do it if we wanted. Um, not that I have solar, but if I did, um, but that's going to be kind of quarter two of 2019. So it is a little bit of a way away. 
Um, but at the same time, okay. I'm you know, this uh, one is a longer term hold than say bond you're just going to grab and flip when it makes a couple of percent. So. Yeah, I guess that's probably the big challenge with this is that to see some, um, you know, when, when we started talking, um, when you start talking about public ap- applications that people can start using to be investing in something that you're not going to see really in the in the wild until quarter two 2019 is a bit of a yeah i mean i guess one thing to look at is what they have done so far so a couple of things that they've managed to do so they've got they got a seven million dollar grant from the australian government as a starting point to kind of help them to implement this they've got a site in bustleton in wa that's actually it's like a unit block that's actually using this as they can actually trade energy with each other um, so it, like it does work on a smaller scale right, and they've okay. also got partnerships with Tech Mahindra who are a huge um, renewable energy company out of India um, and also a partnership with a power company in Thailand as well. Um, so they've got a lot of big okay. sort of um, connections there with people and the, the idea is that those other places will start using the platform as well. Um, obviously initially it will be sort of the, the power companies using it um, just to kind of get a bit more adoption happening yeah. and then eventually they'll transition it to a point where kind of everyday people can do it so there are some people doing it at the moment but it's more like a kind of test situation um to show that it's actually viable and people will use it so so uh, we'll talk about you know the the long-term play um and how long what sort of value you think later on but to get, give us a bit of an overview about who's behind this because um as i said at the start there's a lot of australians in there um but anybody of, of sort of any note that you think is, yeah. is so, worth talking about? Yeah, so there's probably three people, um, but I'd probably highlight there's a big team there. I'm sure they're all awesome, but out of um, the people I looked at, so um, Emma Green, who is the one of the founders, um, she's she's got a background of about 10 years of investment banking. She's got a couple of PhDs. She's on loads of renewable energy boards and things like that. She's quite heavily involved with Perth as well um, in terms of, um, what she does there, she's got. She's a research fellow at Curtin and at um, one of the unis in London as well. Um, she's the chair of the climate committee in Australia, who look at it's like a knowledge and in innovation community. So, kind of ideas about renewable energy and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, she's pretty well equipped to handle kind of anything in this space. Really, did you say Gemma Green or did you say Emma? I said Emma, but I meant Gemma because I missed typed the j on my notes so it's in fact a gemma green <laughs> just wanted to, just wanted to clear that up in case anybody yeah, well you've done very well there so that was that was put in there intentionally um, to, okay. to catch you out so you've done <laughs> um the other people that i'll try and pronounce correctly this one i'm definitely not going to spell um because it's pretty difficult it's his name's govert van ect well, it's a great name yeah it is a great it's name. brilliant so yeah he's one of the other founders and he's done a lot of other blockchain startups as well um some quite successful ones i don't have the names of them but he's done pretty well and that last person i want to mention is a guy called bill ty um who's a huge angel investor out of the states um he's been involved in cryptocurrency for quite a while but he's also done a lot of other angel investing in startups as well um and yeah he's he's one of the advisors for them as well which um definitely bodes well for them because he's extremely well known so i've got to say it does look a fairly impressive group of people um yeah, I mean, and yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, on. so obviously one of the huge things with cryptocurrency is the team behind it, um, and you've got to kind of ask yourself: yeah. it might be a brilliant idea, but it's like, how is it going to get out there, and how are they going to 
are they going to deliver? Because obviously, especially with this one with such a long time frame, you're thinking, have they got the ability to pull it off? Um, and I guess yeah. you look at the team that are behind it and also what they're doing as well. So the fact they're distributing out tokens now to the energy companies to get them using it and that sort of thing, um, they're definitely going the right way about sort of getting it adopted because that's obviously the only way it's going to be successful if people actually start using the thing. could be the best idea ever, but no one's using it, then it would be pretty rubbish. Mm. So I guess, okay, just playing devil's advocate here, my, my two challenges to you, and perhaps you can answer them or perhaps they can answer it um would be you mentioned right at the start that there's other there's a couple of other organizations who are doing something similar now my challenge would be i mean that's an immediate flag for me but i'd be sitting there going if their public facing uh tool for want of a better word isn't available to a quarter two 2019 what's the chances of someone getting in there before and gaining some big traction um before these guys do um, I mean, I guess you've got to look at, um, I guess it's just the quality of the product overall that they've got. So one of the things they have done, which a lot of mm. kind of startups and cryptocurrencies don't think about is the actual application of the token. Because um, at the end of the day with a token, you're not buying into the actual company itself. You're basically buying into the I guess the network that they're using. So um, the yeah. price of the token isn't necessarily always tied to the success of the company. So it's not like you're buying shares in Power Ledger. Yeah. Um, but what they've done really well is by making that power token the entry point that you have to use and everyone's always going to have to use, um, it creates a kind of a lot of supply and demand there. So it is very heavily linked. The token is heavily linked to the actual company and its performance, um, whereas there's not always that association there. So the fact that, um, and the other thing is obviously with renewable energy, one of the big pullbacks is it's not really steady. It obviously depends on how sunny it is, if it's solar energy and things like that. Yeah. So you're going to see chances where if it's really sunny, there'll be loads of extra power around. So you'd think that's going to push the price down because there's so much supply. Um, but at the same time, you've got yeah. people that can sit off there holding their power tokens before they convert them into sparks to actually buy it. Um, so you can kind of control the levels there as well. Um, so it's a kind of a, it's just a really thought out, well thought out way of doing it, um, which I think is probably one of the advantages okay. they've got over other people. Also, the partnerships that they've got in place as well, um, which obviously, if they're already doing it, it's going to make it harder for other people um, to try and sort of, I guess, wedge their way in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, again, I think about some of the other ones that we've already spoken about in the last few weeks, and, and I kind of I keep going back to thinking about, um, you know, Populous, and I look at, you know, look at this and the team and the people behind this and the, and, and the case and, and the, the business case compared to Populous, and I just go, it just seems, you know, it seems, it seems miles ahead of something like Populous. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there's different levels of coins out there but yeah this one definitely it's and i mean the market the sector it's in like renewable energy is going to be massive yeah you look at what's happened over the last 10 years the efficacy they've got out of solar panels and things like that it's going to make it it's going to just keep going um so it's a huge market and it's something a lot of people want as well because people are very conscious of kind of the fossil fuels and what it's doing to the environment and people are i think in my mind at least getting a lot greener in terms of their outlook and what they want to do um, so something like this would fit in really well with that going forwards. So let's talk about the performance. Uh, it's only been out in the wild since the uh, start of November. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, and it started off around about the six, five, six cents US. Yes. Um, it has peaked. It's peaked at, uh, 
A dollar seventy nine? No, dollar ninety. Yeah, so it went on a crazy run when it first came out. Um, so I jumped on it at maybe mm. probably like fifteen cents US. Um, okay. And then sold a bit often. Yeah, did all right at it, but then yeah, subsequently bought some more, and then it happened to kind of go back the other way as they usually do as soon as I buy any of them. Uh, hopefully if we cover some of these other coins i'll actually have some better ta for everyone because it won't be one i've bought and ruined for everyone so that's probably not a bad idea um but yeah you can kind of see the volatility of it it had a huge amount of volume um kind of when it first came on um hasn't really matched that level of volume since um there's been a couple of peaks when they've brought out big news like the partnerships and things like that um but generally speaking it's kind of it's quite a good one if you were going to trade it, even though I said it's a really long-term hold. Um, but if you're just looking to day trade it, it is quite volatile in terms of how it goes up and down. Um, so that might be something some people might want to consider. Yeah. Um, not one for me because I'm rubbish at it, but um, there's, there's better people out there than me doing it, so I'm sure they'd probably do all right. The, uh, I was going to say, the 24-hour volume seems to have uh, a, little, a little spurt in the last week or so, but other than that, it's been quite flat since... Since early February, really, so um, there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of it moving about at the moment. Yeah, and I think what happened, just looking at the the technical analysis on it, um, it was in a downtrend. Um, it kind of broke out of that, but I think it was a bit of a false breakout because it kind of got out, and then subsequently came quite far back down. Um, but looking at it now, it has closed sort of just above the previous trend that it was in going down. Um, so you might. I think it's probably going to consolidate for a little bit now. Um, I don't see it shooting straight back up. Mm. Just looking at the other factors involved, it's not showing that it's massively kind of oversold or anything like that, um, which is normally a good indication it's going to go the other way. Um, But yeah, I'd imagine it'll probably just chill, probably gradually work its way back up again. That's what it kind of did after the first time it did its huge run when it first got launched, then subsequently dipped pretty much right back down to the price it listed at um, and then build its way back up organically back up to where it was um but then yeah obviously it wasn't that organic because it then came back down again but you look at what the market's been doing as a whole um, and yeah it's uh been a bit rough out there for a lot of coins so i think generally it's performing kind of not necessarily much worse and it's had a few days where it's had a few good runs as well which it's more than it can say than some of the other coins yeah yeah any uh any controversy that's you've you flagged out of this that you've seen from this at all um no not really um, they seem like pretty a pretty solid team. They've covered themselves pretty well. Um, the guys behind it all check out and have got really good track records. They've obviously had a long, hard think about what they want to do with the product as well. Um, so yeah, I, I did a bit of research. I couldn't really find anything. I guess the only, not really controversy as such, but like we talked about before, just the amount of time that it's going to take before it sort of really kicks in yeah. um, is is probably going to be a factor yeah. for some people. Um, so you're not going to want to allocate probably a huge portion of your portfolio just because if it works, it'll be bloody brilliant. But you've got a long time to wait before you're really going to know exactly what it's going to do. Yeah. Um, but having said that, that's under normal market conditions, whereas cryptocurrencies, anything but. So <laughs> it, does, it should work off a company's roadmap and it should work off what they're actually delivering. But, you look at something like IOTA that just went on crazy runs and they've literally got hardly any sort of tangible products they've brought out and their market cap at the moment's huge. It's mm. like, it's just completely, spe- it's people speculating about what they think it's going to happen. So something like this with huge potential, you're probably going to see quite a few jumps up and down um, before we get anywhere near what's actually going to be when it, when it actually gets released. So. 
where does it sit in the in the the top coins? Did you? Um, so on, I did look it up. Let me have a look. It is currently sitting at eighty first. Right. Okay. Um, at about fifty eight and a half cents US. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I didn't mention before is it has got quite a lot of supply. Um, so uh, it's only got three hundred and sixty. Yes, we all know how. We all know how you feel about that. It's not. We all know how you feel about that. It's not as bad. Calm down. Calm down. It's only a billion. It's only a billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's only a billion <laughs> just what's a billion between friends mate exactly um okay cool any other fi- any other final opinions any other comments uh is this i mean obviously you are you're you're already in um is this something you'd buy more of or you think people should just be buying to hold sort of long term is this 18 months two-year investment yeah i definitely say it's probably towards the longer term unless you're going to swing trade the dips um but then again you can pretty much do that with most most coins but yeah generally you'd be looking at a longer term hold so um there's a lot of potential if it does if it does its job well um and pulls it off you're going to see a massive price increase there was um they did a report and they brought out what they thought it could potentially be in five years and i think it was like 27 dollars um per power token or something like that um which is obviously a lot more than it is now uh, it's also a fair way away, though. Um, so it's something you're probably going to want to accumulate in the dips. I uh, wouldn't worry too much about your entry price if you're going to be holding things long term anyway, because yeah. um, it's almost impossible to get it right, um, as we've probably evidenced by the fact that every time we talk about anything, <laughs> we're usually down on it. So, um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, I, I guess just from my point, from the objective um, viewpoint, I go back to my point that uh, that I said that if you're looking at this to invest, I would have a look at those competitors that are also playing in the space and the timelines that they're thinking of. And this may be a better platform. It may be a much stronger platform, but at the end of the day, sometimes in these kind of things, it's the people that are first to the market that, um, to get the cheese. So, um, yeah, I, I'd definitely be having a look at that. Who, who are the competitors in this space? Um, so you've got we power, um, that's the first one that really jumps. Okay, um, jumps out. I can't. But there is. I think there's a couple of others doing it as well. But they're they're still pretty early on. Um, so I'm not sure what stages they're at. Okay. But yeah, WePower will probably be the main one. They recently yeah. finished their ICO. Um, they did quite well as well. Um, having said that, um, mm. it is a huge, huge market, and it's only going to get bigger. Um, so I guess you got to ask how much market share do they really need to be successful? So, right. yeah, you're right. The market's probably big enough to sustain maybe three or four of these, you know, in, in the long term. Yeah. And I mean, you could eventually maybe one day see them potentially taking over from the traditional kind of the power companies that you've got. I mean, they're going to have to work with them anyway, because the, all the infrastructure is owned by the power companies. But, um, you think about how many big players there are in the power industry, even in Australia at the moment, there's still kind of four or five um, reasonably sized ones that have got a decent market cap um, or decent market share, I should say. Um, so there's obviously room for more than one. Um, there's never going to be one solution that's perfect and everyone's going to go for. Um, but yeah, obviously, you're quite right. You have got to think about the timeframes before deciding what you want to do. Cool. Harvey, thank you once again for your uh, in-depth research and knowledge and um, for making me sound um, a lot brighter than I actually am in these kind of things. Um, so, uh, mate, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, no worries at all. And we'll do one that I don't own. 
Yeah, good, good thinking. Uh, just to wrap up, uh, if you want to come and talk to us, we are in the Facebook group called Crypto Conversations. You can find that fairly easily. Uh, please, if you enjoyed this, rate and review us on iTunes or please share it around. That would be uh, even better. We uh, just, uh, we have a, I completely forgot what I was going to say there. Um, right at the, in our show notes, there are some donation addresses uh, for if you would like to donate to help us support this. We need to pay for our sound engineer um, because he's mercilessly screwing us for every dollar we have. Um, that's not true. Gilberto is very, very helpful. Um, and uh, once again, we will talk to you all next week. So thank you very much. 